Welcome to Gaming NBS. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Yes, welcome to the show. Um, so this evening, we are not doing intro music. We're not doing our regular bit. Um, last week, Brett and I were talking, and we wanted to make this a little bit more uh, serious. Now, before you hit stop and, and delete on the episode, uh, hear us out. We are going to talk about needing your help as a listener of Gaming and BS to make our hobby better. And the reason we're not going through all the segments of the show is because we didn't want to detract from this evening's, well, this episode's message. Absolutely, because it's it's when you want to talk about something serious, the last thing you want to do is mix in a stand-up routine, right? And Sean, you and I, you know, we banter back and forth, give each other crap. And um, it's not like we're not going to have a good time. You know, we, we want to talk about something that's pretty serious, though, and uh, to don't want to take away from the gravity of what we want to talk about without, um, I should say, by adding in senseless fluff. So Right. So we know we have great listeners. Uh, we have a great community. You're part of it. But we need your help. So this is not a show to point fingers make accusations, make people feel uncomfortable necessarily. That is not the goal of this show. Um, and we'll go through some of the, the highlights of what we want to get at. So I will cut to the chase. What we are talking about this evening is about inclusion into the role-playing game industry. Role-playing game industry and hobby, I should say. And probably not so much the industry because we're really not industry insiders right yeah there's, there's nothing i can i i'm not going to i don't have a job in that industry right sean and i do this for fun some of you folks are kind enough to uh, support us via patreon and other things but this is uh, a lot about what you know because one of the things that sean and i got talking about last week after our last episode was what can he do what can i do what should he or i do you know kind of uh, about some of the different pieces that go with inclusion and, and those pieces and those things and um, making it more personal than saying, Oh, it's, I would rather have the industry stop doing X. Well, it's kind of that grassroots type of thing, right? Is that Sean and I, and you guys as our awesome listeners. And I, I say that no tongue in cheek, you guys are great. And we've always had great support from you guys. The ladies that listen to us, the men that listen to us, all of you that listen to us is great. And you know, Sean and I both said, you know what? I, I, I'm willing to bet that the bulk of our listeners are, you know, already thinking about how to make things better and already working towards making things better, but we still wanted to talk about it. So, right. Um, this was originally inspired by uh, a couple different uh, avenues. One was the NPC cast. If you haven't listened to them, by all means, go over and listen to them. Um, on their April 7th episode on We Can Do Better is kind of the. You know, they did a really good way of presenting it. Um, and of course, Misdirected Mark talked about the safety, uh, facilitating a safe environment for gaming. And I think they're going to be talking about some inclusion things upcoming in, in their next show. They alluded to that as well. Now, I think because we, Brett and I, and some of the other people in the podcasting, RPG podcasting ethosphere, um, we, we, when I talked to Brett about this, I said, Brett, you know, we have 
a community. We have listeners. People can connect with us. They may not like what we say, but there may we have a connection with some of the people that are out there. Yep, absolutely. And I thought, you know, it's kind of given the state of affairs in today's world when it comes to RPG and inclusion in the RPG industry. You and I, right? We are white, two white dudes, two middle-aged white dudes. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're both right. in our we're both in our early to mid forties. We're uh, white guys yeah. work in uh, white collar industry. You know, right? That we may not have a, a very good perspective on a lot of things that may be coming up in in certain channels. Absolutely not. Yeah, there's there's shit that Sean and I do not see and only hear about. Right. And now, having said that, we thought I, I thought you know, Brett, um, you, you have. Uh, a few daughters. I got five kids. I got two boys and three girls. Um, I do not have any children. Um, I was raised by two, well, not raised by, but I was raised by a single mother, essentially, and I have a younger sister, right? And I only say, I bring this up because when I brought it up to Brad, I said, maybe we, I think we have kind of a duty to bring it up, at least address it, and see if we can get others like <laughs> us to kind of, uh, to understand the the um, landscape mm-hmm. and to employ people to be conscious of it, right? So this is not, like I said in the beginning, this is not a lecture. This is not a, you know, everybody's bad or, or um, you know, I don't want to stir up huge turmoil, but it's more or less saying, hey, there is a problem. It You don't have to witness it for it to exist. Correct. And we... Uh, want to include more people in the hobby. We don't want to isolate them. So what can we do to make it more welcoming for people that aren't two white dudes of middle aged? Yeah. And to, uh, to put a, yeah, to put a better or not better, but a different or an edge, if you will, to this, we're talking about racism, sexism, discrimination for whatever purpose or reason you may or may not have. Um, it's those types of things. Um, there, there's sexual assault stories. There are, things that happen. And, um, this is stuff that a guy like Sean or, or Brett, we, I, you know, if it, <laughs> if I don't see it, I can't just say, well, it doesn't happen or I've never seen that. So therefore, you know, I, I, I don't believe. Right. And this isn't, this is not, it, it's not that type of thing where you could say, well, I haven't witnessed this particular phenomenon. So I'm not certain that that occurs. This is a pretty, this is different than that. Yeah. I wasn't in Oklahoma during a tornado, but because I didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yes. Right. That's a fair analogy. Uh, You know, something horrible happened and just because it wasn't there doesn't mean this person or persons were not harmed. Correct. Uh, So like Brett said, it has to do with racism, sexism, and discrimination. And so what, um, what does it mean to be inclusive? Brett, so you, what does it mean to Brett to be inclusive? Yeah, so to me, basically what this means is that I need to uh, make sure that when I'm when I'm running a game, because I run games most of the time, um, if and this is especially, it's even more true at a con or outside of my group, right? Because, so it'll probably take a long time to get to where I want to go. But when I'm talking about, people talk about, hey, my group games this way, or that's how we do certain things. I remember being in high school and... A bunch of, you know, middle class white kids sitting in somebody's basement playing D&D. And we had a lot of locker room talk because that's we, you know, that's that's what we did. Um, 
And then when one of us started dating a girl who was interested in D&D and the girl came to the game to play with us, everybody looked at each other and said, we need to clean this up. She will not feel welcome here if we don't act like this. And maybe and maybe that's unheard of for like five, you know, uh, five, five boys, you know, essentially because we're like late high school to clean up our act. But we went, you know, I'm not going to piss off Eric because Eric's bringing his girl to the game and she's nice. She's a gamer. We could always use more gamers. So we got to clean this up. So to me, oftentimes inclusive means being aware of those who are at your table and being aware that, you know what, um, there's probably certain things that are, and this is, you know, days before X cards and so forth, but there are certain things that you probably shouldn't just push on because you can in a game there's you need to make sure that your game is open and that if uh, my brother-in-law wants to play if Dwayne says hey he wants to play I can't say well Dwayne I'm sorry you're a black guy you can't play at my table or I shouldn't be nervous about that I should be able to allow people to uh, come and enjoy my hobby with me sit down hang out with me and they should be free from anything that causes them to think that they could be attacked they're unwanted they're not worth anything or that their opinion is less than somebody else's because they're different. That's a long way around, but that's kind of where I get Sean. What do you, what do you got? That's really well said and well put Brett. And I agree with you. Um, and I think just me and my take would be, um, you know, being just being open, not being exclusive, right? It's not, um, uh, you know, we've, there is no, we did a survey. And if you haven't taken the survey, I think it's probably offline. The link may still be out there. We're not counting any tallies, but literally I think we had 29 people respond to the survey. Not a huge amount, probably at the time, maybe 10% of our listener base. And literally there was, uh, and we did, we did uh, optional, right? So it was completely optional whether you elected to put in your, your gender and or your age. And our audience is like us, you and I, Brett, where they're, you know, I think it was like 35 to 45 is kind of the base age uh, or the biggest population of our, our, the audience that took the survey, I should say. Yeah. That's an interesting piece is when you get the surveys, there is a, there is a thing and Sean working in recruiting and I working at, you know, managing people and working with different people. There are oftentimes folks will not take surveys. There, I mean, there's logic and in, in all sorts of stuff behind this where, is yeah, where yeah, people don't want to come in and say, I'm a woman and I'm 50 and I play role playing games because I, I, I am for, because there's a nervousness for whatever that reason is or there, any, I mean, any reason I'm picking that out of my pocket, but there's anyway, go on. Sorry. Well, in, 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 in this instance, I sincerely believe that we don't have any, I mean, I think we literally had one or two answer actual female. Yeah, now, oh, I agree. Even if they were reluctant to self-select or take our survey and ans actually answer and opt into those answers for those questions, uh, I mean, come on, it's it's a huge gap. It that that and it hasn't been a secret in our industry. It just isn't. So this is kind of oh, excuse me. This is a you know we're not a uh, we're not the uh, he-man woman haters club, right? We're not the uh, who's the who's the stupid Flintstones, the with the blue heads. Oh, the uh, the water buffalo thing or whatever that. Yeah, the, yeah. the water buffalo guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is not an elitist, all men, white, Caucasian country club. It should and it should not be. 
Yeah, it's goofy because oftentimes as gamers, I'm very proud to tell people that, you know, in the games I play and uh, the friends I game with, we we don't care. We really just do not give a shit. You know, I mean, the, the joke is, right, come from Mars. As long as you know how to get into character, dude, I'm I'm set. You know, if, if you, you know, take the time, learn the hobby and you're in, you're in. I The rest of it doesn't doesn't bother us, you know. And now that said, I have played with people in the past where that that is an issue and those those folks don't play with us anymore. But you have to, because it's not a walled off, little gated, white bread community system, right? You need to make sure that those walls don't exist for in 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 the spaces you control, and that's the key piece for me. Is it has to be within. If I can do it within the space I control, then my table is my table is inclusive, and my table is safe, and my table is fun for more people than just guys who look like Sean and Brett, right? Now I've had a, I've had some eye opening moments, um, and I think that it's not a bad thing if you are ignorant to the fact, right? And, and I say that in the the most generous way, is that you don't know what you don't know. Um, we work in corporate America. Our corporation and the corporations around our area are really getting. I should. This is going to sound a little weird. Uh, because it sounds like it's they're just waking up now. But diversity and inclusion is a big topic area, especially where we work currently. We have a diversity and inclusion manager. We are uh, co- talking about it. Is it a big company initiative um, from the CEO down? Right. Having said that, when we talk, when we get into meetings and we talk about what it means to be diverse, what it means to be inclusive. Um, there, I think, is a natural, maybe not even natural, there, is, there are some folks that will look at that and say, oh, they have a problem with me. Like, so Sean is white guy, right? I say, I sit back and go, uh-oh, you know, there, there, I have a problem. The problem is me. Yeah, Sean, you're, you're not inclusive enough because you're a white guy. Or, or, or whatever. Right, or I'm not conscious of the challenges that maybe minorities um, may have in the workplace or just in life, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't see that. Like, oh, that's that's crazy. I can't believe anybody would treat anybody like that, right? Because I would like to say, Brett, that we were raised pretty well. I agree. I'm I'm very, (laughs) I mean, there's always something you look back, God, I wish my, my parents hadn't done X or Y or Z or whatever. But all things considered, it was, I have had, you know, I I don't have a problem with a number of different things because it it just doesn't phase me. I don't care. Right. And it is very easy to take something when someone says, hey, um, make sure your game is inclusive. People go, what? You told me I'm not inclusive? You know, or whatever, you know, tone you take or you you, you, you take it it personally when in fact it's not personal and you may be doing, you may very well be doing nothing wrong. Or you I mean, may think you're fine and there could be something you could do even better or be more helpful. There's no reason not to. So here's kind of the take on it a little bit without getting too, I mean, way, I mean, I was starting to get into some really deep stuff for a second there, but think of it this way. Think of all the good times that you have playing role-playing games. Think of the first time you've ever played. Think of how you got into the hobby um, maybe it's an older brother. We've talked about this before. How did you get in the hobby? How do new people get into the hobby? Maybe it's an older sibling, um, or an older, um, friend, right? 
and think of the experiences you had. Think about the first con that you go to, the first time you game master, right? Those are really cool things, right? The first character you had, you share that, those moments. Now think of somebody else that hasn't been a part of that and you want them to be a part of it because you want them to feel some of the things that you felt going through those things. That's what we're really, really talking about on this episode. Really, it is. Yeah, it's how do you make it that whomever comes to your table walks away loving it as much as you do, right? I mean, right. That, that's kind of where you're going, right? Is that well, if you sit down at my table and you want to play, I make sure that you may not like the game, but you've, you know, the experience, the whole thing. You might Maybe you're playing Marvel Supers and you go, ah, I don't like that game so much. It doesn't matter. Do, did Brett and Sean make me feel like I was part of the team? I was there. I was at the table. I had just as much limelight. I, I got to do stuff and I don't feel like I was cut from anything because of how I look. It goes beyond the table, though. Oh, very good point. Yeah, it absolutely does. It does yeah. go beyond the table. Good point. Right. So if you're sitting in a game store, you know, there's examples of somebody wanting to go in and buy a miniature and they don't have a miniature. They don't have paint for the color of the miniature that they represent. So I think in this example, they're African-American and the game store person said, well, we only have normal colors. Yeah. And you read that and you're, my first thought was, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. How would, how could you look someone in the eye and say that to them? The hell is wrong with you? Well, now, now, yeah, I'm sorry. That, like I said, that's my right. first reaction. I, I read, read that it, article. I'm like, Jesus. When you read it and you're like, oh my God, right? It's obvious that that if you were standing there, right, you and, or I, Brett, and one of our audience members, they're going to go, that was not put the correct way. And I sincerely believe, I have to believe because I have a big heart, but I have to believe that the game store person probably didn't understand what they were really saying. See, there, there's an interesting thing is that sometimes we will all say stupid ass shit. Ask my wife. I will say stupid ass shit at the wrong time, right? Um, there was a there was a case of um, <clears throat> at a funeral. This is not me. At a funeral, um, the person in front of me is uh, talking to the um, the son of the gentleman who's dead, and um, hadn't seen him in a while. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. This, that, or the other thing. Well, how's your dad? Oh, he's pretty good. Well, you know, getting older, yeah, <laughs> better than the alternative, eh? Oh, my God. Record scratch. Oh, eh. what? What? And it was one of the things where it wasn't caught. It just goes by. Right. Now, the person who said that feels like, you know, a millimeter big. They just feel like shit. They realize they said something absolutely horrible. We all say stupid shit sometimes. The, the thing is, though, how do you recover from that? And how do you make it so that you don't do that again? Well, and half the, I mean, the, so a lot of the thing, you know, the thing is, is that, can you recognize it? Self-aware. Be, yeah. Can you understand that you just said something ridiculous? Yeah. You know, how do you recover from it? Which is awkward in it, in of itself, right? You, if you meet somebody, forget their name. You say something like what Brett's story. I suck, I suck at names. There's so many times I've bumped into somebody. I'm like, I know this, I know this dude and I cannot remember his name. <laughs> Sorry. But you say something in at an inopportune moment, anywhere yep. else in a different context, not a big deal. You, but you say something, if you even can catch yourself, you're, you're probably halfway, you're further than, than many people that are out there that are unaware and not self-aware. And then that's kind of the, that's where we need to come into play. 
right? Brett, you yes. and I, mm-hmm. the listener, um, to come in and say, Hey, that, that you, you didn't, you know, really phrase that up. You, the, you're, what you're trying to say is that you don't have the color they're looking for. Right. And that you could probably get it. It's yeah. not, a, it's not a normal color or an unnormal in an abnormal color. Right. That's, that's not what they're getting at. Yeah. What they're getting at is I don't have a paint. I don't have the paints in the color you're looking for. I will order them for you. Right. Right. Is what it should be. So <clears throat> the other thing is that I guess when we talk about an article where someone writes something down and this man or woman says, Hey, this thing happened to me. And she says, um, I was, I was groped at a gaming table or this guy says I was, you know, made fun of because I was Asian or I was seen as not a real gamer because I was there with my husband and everyone looked at me like, Oh, you here with your husband and she's the gamer. He was there to watch the baby. It wasn't the other way around. Right. Right. You know, right. <clears throat> and it's that point when out of, <laughs> out of the box, get yeah. out of that wackiness that we sometimes get into. Like I've decided that when I, I did others this, are the ones that are the nurturers and stay home. I mean, Brett could feasibly be the stay at home dad and your spouse, Brett could be the one that, is the working absolutely one. i mean i'll I'll tell you what when susan sits down a game if you give her a cleric she'll be like i don't want to be a cleric those are stupid i don't want to be a band-aid i'm a band-aid all day long at home for the kids give me a fighter when i cut somebody's fucking head off i mean she, right. that that's my wife she you know what she plays she's a she wants to play a badass ninja that's what she wants to do and when you bump into someone at a con and you see her standing there with her baby and she's looking at something and she wants to talk to you about it you can say, what games are you playing? Oh, that's really cool. Ask this person, treat this person the same way you would treat a peer of yours in any way. You're here at a gaming con. The worst thing that happens is the guy looks at you and goes, actually, it's my wife. She's the gamer. I'm just I'm just watching the baby. This is kind of interesting, but wow, whew, way over my head. I'm a Doctor Who guy, but you RPG, RPGers are crazy. You know. So the worst thing that happens is you try to include somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm sorry, this isn't for me. And they step back. Why not try to include them right out of the gate, right? When you see that person for the first time, when um, you're sitting there and a bunch of people come to sit down by you at GaryCon, so what do you like to play? That's an easy opener question. You're going to talk to meet these people or your friends. It doesn't matter what they look like or how they're dressed or their name, <clears throat> where their ethnicity, none of that matters. They're here to be gamers. Treat them as gamers. How would you want to be treated? You know, it, it's it kind of cliche, but that's... That's a thing I have done. And I'm like, you know what? I prefer people don't come up to me at a gaming con and say, well, you're just another good tattoo guy with a beard, huh? I mean, yes, I'm a guy. I got tattoos and a beard. <laughs> it's a small, it's a small, stupid thing, but it's one of those things that annoys me. And I'm like, how much more would it annoy me if I was a woman who was really into gaming and every fucking time I showed up, someone said, oh, where's your boyfriend? Oh my God. Well, it would be as if we looked at Brett and said, that guy is cold as ice. He beats people up all the time, which we say anyway, which is really, <laughs> and a lot of this is true, well, but a little, little bit of that's true. Well, right. But we do that after knowing Brett, not by just looking at him. See, that's a good point is when you're in your, your home game group, right? So Sean and I are playing with Kev and Austin, a couple of the guys we play the, uh, and we know each other now we played for, I've, fuck, I've known Kevin for years now. No, Austin for a lot longer, you know, and so we get together and we're, oh, we play, we play and, oh, this is a good joke. That's a good time. Wow. We got a rip roaring 
goofiness here. We got on a political something or other. We know that we're friends and we're in this space and we've felt each other out. And we know how we play together and we're friends like this. And when you go outside of that group to go play with other people, you've maybe never met before a game master. You don't know players. You don't know people all over this convention or all over anywhere else in public that you don't know. You cannot assume that the next guy who walks up to you wants to hear or is aware of the same in joke that your gaming group has. Right. Right. And the same things you think are funny or the same, same political views, the same religious views, the same, whatever viewpoint you have may or may not be the right thing to talk about. It's kind of like, you know, politics and religion. You probably don't want to talk about that shit unless you really get to know somebody or you want to throw down. And in a similar vein, when you, when you're out from your core group and there's other folks around you, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I should watch what I say and be this is treat everybody like, you know, Fabergé egg and oh my God, everyone's just this crystalline glass, but it's about being respectful and saying, you know what? I probably, this might not be funny here. My, this group of people aren't, aren't going to understand Brett's con constant family guy references because I don't even know if anybody else here watches family guy, right? This may not even be the right place for this. So watch your mouth, watch what you're saying and pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah, and I think the the to put it really kind of in perspective, if you are talking specifically like politics or religion, right? So, I am not a religious person. I was grown, I was brought up Catholic, and I, I don't I don't practice religion. However, we have religious friends. I have religious friends. You know, they they they're they love God. I, I've gamed with ordained ministers, and I am not. But, right. but the thing is, is that we, there is a, I mean, if I wanted to call my buddy and debate, um, you know, atheism and theology and, and Christianity, we can do that, but I probably wouldn't do it in a game store with somebody I didn't know, or I wouldn't make it an issue that would come up as a topic of discussion with people that I weren't, that I wasn't comfortable with. I probably wouldn't possibly engage with that even online just because um, to me, in, in, in my friends, they have their beliefs and I have mine. That doesn't mean because we have different beliefs, we're not friends. Right. That's oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's kind of the inclusion piece, right? I include my friends because they have these different beliefs or what have you. But, uh, at, but you all, no, no, no. But we also know then is like, there's certain things that I enjoy certain types of movies that I like. I also know some of my friends. Do not give a shit about this. I got a couple of buddies of mine who love anime movies, love anime in general. I have a very small, limited scope of anime that I will watch because I don't like it in general. So when I get together with the guys and they're talking about a new thing and I look at them and go, what's that? I go, ah, it's anime. You won't like it. So yeah, you're right. And I sit back and we ha ha ha. Brett doesn't like anime. <clears throat> and they talk about their thing. Or they'll say, hey, this one's like that other. It's kind of like that. Um kind of like record of Lodos war you kind of like that it's similar to that but more like this brett maybe you'll like it oh great okay we do that because we know each other well and i know oh that's something they like they can totally like it i don't stop being friends with them because of it and the other piece <clears throat> to go i guess even from that type of thing which is almost kind of very surface in a way is that if you take it deeper and this kind of goes into the whole x card thing right and safety at, the t at a table and stuff if we have joked on this show, right? I, I use dead babies far too often in my games. I do not use dead babies at game at gaming conventions ever. 
Which is probably a good thing. A very good thing. I do not know who's at my table. Right. <clears throat> it might be a cute joke if it's Sean and Brett and, you know, Chris and Phil and the four of us get together to play and, oh, they're, we're playing a goofy game and, oh, it could be like Brett's dead baby thing. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All right. Brett's, Brett's tropes. Exactly. But I tell you right fucking now, that shit might be flat out of line for somebody else. And it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out, you know what? This thing I, I I have done before might be a bit out of line. And just because you slap an 18 or older or adult quote unquote uh, only game doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want in that space and that you can talk about horrible things. You know, if you've never, it, if you have a storyline for a game and you're like, you know what? blah 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 and the word rape comes up the word you know uh, sexual anything comes up you know what that's probably not a good thing to take to a con you do not know these people if your game group is fine with a level of edginess or whatever you want to call it adult we talked about this a little bit like adult gaming this concept of it <clears throat> beyond brett's proclivity for saying fuck a lot uh, i and even that i when i run games at cons i tone that way the hell back um because i don't know who's there right on a podcast, if you don't like the fact that I that I swear periodically, you can turn me off. If you paid to sit down at my table and you feel hostage for four hours while you're trying to play my Middle Earth game and I'm dropping the F-bomb, you'd be like, dude, really? Yeah. So, again, those things that people talk about as about potential safety issues or potential X-card things, you do not need them to tell a good story. You do not need them to have a good RPG plot. You don't need that stuff. So, unless... The adventurer specifically says, hey, guess what? In the description for Sean's Savage Worlds game, there will be X, Y, and Z, you know, game at your own risk. And even then, you're like, I, I don't, I guess my my perspective is leave that shit at your home group. And it's not shit, but I guess I'm not, this isn't, a, this isn't a censorship thing. If that's something your group and you guys like because you like that edginess or whatever the hell you want to call it, good on you. But you cannot, you cannot assume that when you go to a public area that everybody else enjoys the same level of edginess. It just doesn't, it, it just, that's just fucking stupid on your part. If you think that's what you should do. Sorry. I said it. Um, now that was, now we are, that was me, are, that was me are, ranting. Sorry. No, no, but we're starting to get into, to the, we're talking to the listener, right? We're, we're saying this now, I think, uh, I firmly believe that our listeners are like, uh-huh, uh-huh, no kidding. Yes, of course. Well, duh, right? Yeah, duh, Brad. Of course yeah. I don't do that. That's dumb, you know? Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Hallelujah. Now, but what we need to do is if you do witness that, that you say something. You have to say something. You cannot sweep it under the carpet. You can't say, oh, that was, you know, roll your eyes. You got to say something. You got to say that's that's not called for. You got to... You know, if it's a GM at a con and they're not self-aware of the fact, you, Brett, and I, and a listener that knows this stuff really has to have the courage to stand up and say, you know, even if it's, you know, you can be discreet about it at this at the same time. You don't have, well, there may be a debate on whether you're discreet or you call them out in public, like you, you wave a big banner and say, asshole, but- um, well, there's levels. Of it's got to be brought to yeah. the person's attention and addressed, and say, "Hey, that's not cool." And it needs to be done. My vote is usually for immediately. 
or shortly thereafter. It needs to stop, whatever that is. And if you're more aware of the your fellow four or five gamers around you than the game master is because he's doing something, when the other players is doing something that's making the person sitting across from them uncomfortable or they don't like it or whatever it is, there's no reason that you as a player can't look at that other person and say, knock it off. Can't you see, stop it, or whatever you think you need to do to halt that activity? It, because yeah, we, the, the, worst thing that, the worst thing you could do uh, is let it happen and say somebody else will take care of it. Or just, let it happen in any way. That's just, you can't do that. Yeah, if you give them a pass, you. this is where I think <laughs> there's people that accuse people that if you're not part of the if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. And I want to be, I want to not get into that diet dialect there, uh, discussion. And it's but, not, it's not easy to be, to do what we're talking about here. No, it isn't because it's going to be somebody you might know. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it may be, if it, sometimes it's easier if you know that person, like I can look at Brett and go, you know, dude, stop gawking. You, you know, dude, look at, the fuck. Look at, yeah. Hey, you know, Big, you know, open mouth, you know, get, get, get yourself together. But at the same time, maybe it's somebody you don't know and you need to tell them like, Hey, you, you know, maybe you might want, you want to stop gawking. You know, it's, that's kind of, you're not being polite right now. You're being rather rude. So I got a, I got a work story I'll, I'll share. So a while, uh, about two years ago, I was running a large meeting with a bunch of PMs who are working in a portfolio space I happen to manage and uh, PMs and BAs. And one of the guys is a contractor. And um, the, I had uh, two former Marines in the group. And they were picking on the guy because he's ex-Navy. You, if you know anything about the Army. That's what we do. Exactly. Their branches, yep. So the branches go at each other periodically. I'm like, all right, you guys, just knock it off. We got to get into this thing. And <clears throat> I don't know what's, I don't know how I got here. But the the one guy said something in a mock effeminate gay man's voice it was very loud and it was very derogatory tone sitting across the room from me is one of the best BAs I've ever worked with and his husband's name happens to be Brett so we, we, have, a, we have a joke going on that about um, how you know his husband's name is Brett my, I'm, my name's Brett you know it's obviously all Bretts are awesome amazing sexy guys so that's, that's our standing joke right so Which I, can totally <laughs> I mean how could you not put in that context yeah. so what happens though is that this guy says this thing, and I look across the, the room at my BA, and he is red and he is vibrating and he is angry and he does not know what to do. He doesn't know if he should stand up and scream at this guy. He doesn't know if he should walk out of the room. I looked at the guy, I said, That is enough. And he, the, the contractor looks at me, big eyes. He's like, What? I said, Done. And it shut him down. We conducted the meeting. Afterwards, I went over and I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, dude, if you ever fucking do that again, I will ha- walk you out of here. That's enough. He said, what did I do? I said, you know exactly what you did. I walked him back through it in private. And he's like, oh, my God. I, I, I didn't mean that. I said, I know that's not what you think you meant, but this is what you did. And this is what happened. And he's yeah. like, do, do I go say I'm sorry? I said, don't you go talk to him. You go talk to him. You're going to make it worse, dude. Just don't. Well, and I so bet. that was, and that was, I'll tell you, from my side, that was the, one of the single most uncomfortable things I've ever had to do. I'm in a large public area. I've got 15 people, and I had to tell this dude, shut the fuck up. Right. You know, politely and professionally. I didn't swear at him, which was really hard for me to do, but to shut him down 
because of what he did. And it's not fun. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. I don't even like, I don't like thinking about that moment, but it had to be done. I could not stand there and um, be the guy in charge of the meeting, game mastering, if you will, and just say, well, I guess, you know, ha ha ha, that, that was funny. And just hope that my friend across the room let it go. You can't right. do that. You can't do that. No. No. And the person you spoke to about it and put, or put them in check. I'm going to guess that if they are um, ignorant to the point of not realizing their action, right? And they truly didn't think that they were doing out of malice. Now, you and I can look at it and go, well, that's quite offensive. And, you know, knock it off, right? In, in which case you did. But you even said, um, you know, he's like, oh my God, I, I didn't even know, right? Yeah, right. I didn't know. Should I go and apologize? So obviously he, he, after the fact, was like, oh, I did something very stupid. Hopefully in the future, he will never do that again. Yep. Right. Now, some uh, knuckle draggers will probably, you know, they, that's maybe they go home and, and they're, they go on tirades about other people of different backgrounds. Yep. Right. They might. And, and that's, that is not something we're broaching here, right? It's fine. They want to do that. That's their own house. I don't necessarily agree with it and I don't have to, whatever. But at the same time, when it's in a public, like you said, Brett, when it's in a public place um, and you call them out, they will understand, oh, I don't do that anymore. I, I Last time I did that, it was very uncomfortable. I shouldn't have said that. I felt very bad. That's kind of the thing that will propel this kind of inclusion forward in getting folks to come into, you know, into the hobby and, and do good things and be one of us. Yep. Because, you know, it's an example of, there was a podcast I was listening to and I won't mention her name and, and it's very public. I could easily do it because I can directly attribute it to this young lady. Um, and so one of the things was, is that she was going to game master and she, it was like her first time she, and it might've been Gen Con or might've been a smaller con. And she was walking up to the table and it was all dudes and she could feel their quote unquote disappointment of her walking up and in what she's relating to is obviously female, all players being guys. The whole, you're not a real gamer thing. It might be, might be that, or it's just, oh my God, it's a girl. And she's going to GM, you know, great or, oh, that sucks because I was hoping it would be a really great GM, which is equating that to being a guy, right? The same thing as them. Exactly. But she had the courage to to do it and knock it out and overcome it. And it was a good game. And I'm, I think it was a good game. But that's kind of the thing. When you have five people looking at you and judging you, because it comes down to judgment, right? So we pass judgment on a lot of things on a lot of people, either by just looking at them. Maybe it's, you know, they say when you walk into a room, there's one, the, there's an order of things that you, you take note of right away. And the first thing is, um, is gender, right? The first thing you realize about a person when they walk in a room is what gender they are. That's the first thing. I don't know the rest of the two, three or four, but I think it's probably what they're wearing and then whatever after that. But anyways, so you got to get over that piece where it's just natural and it's not a big deal. Like, I don't know. It's kind of easy to say. It's easy to kind of think of. 
but we've been kind of programmed sometimes and our, our being raised and brought up in certain environments kind of mold who we are. And sometimes we're not aware of some of those shortcomings just because we haven't been exposed to a lot of them and nobody's ever corrected us or whatever the case is. Yeah. If you, I mean the, the, when you run, so I'm, I'm using convention games again versus home games. So if every NPC you run into in my home game is a guy, um, all the player characters are men. I'm a guy. All the players are guys. It's locker so, shot. It's locker talk. Yeah, and, locker. And, and sometimes even if it doesn't get, you know, dirty jokes and none of that stuff happens, it just, it just becomes, well, you don't think about it. Um, because that's just where you are. And then when you go to make a con, you're going to run out of con, you make a you bunch of PCs. Yourself, right, yeah. You, and you don't disconnect yourself. You come in with, you know, five PCs that are pre-gens are all guys. Um, there's not a single female anywhere in there. Um, everyone is, um, you know, European white guy or whatever you, and you, you kind of put, put <laughs> you end up putting your game in this little box and then somebody else comes and sits down and you're like, and they look through stuff and they say, and then that sets, that sets a tone that sets a mood. And, you know, you have to understand that when you're at a, I'm getting, I'm saying cons here because this is kind of, this is big to me, I guess, is that when you're at a game convention and you've got, <clears throat> you don't know who's going to come to your table. You don't know who's going to be sitting next to you as a player. You don't know who's going to be your game master unless you happen to know the the person. That, hey, it's, it's Sean Kelly or uh, Brett B. They're going to run the game for me. Okay, because you signed up to play in my game. But if you've never met this person before, you don't know anything about them. Do your best to assume they're good and that this is going to be fun. And it doesn't matter what the rest of it is. You know, if the person comes up yeah. to run the game in a wheelchair Assume it's going to be a damn good game. It doesn't matter. That accoutrement that they're happen to be sitting in a thing doesn't matter to what the game should be. No different than color, color of skin, race, height, weight, any of that stuff. It shouldn't matter. Right? So if you go in assuming that this person knows what they're doing and, hey, guess what? You should be able to, um, um, you know, again, when you make your, when you make the pregenerate characters, you've got, you've got women choices that are not all clerics. You've got multiple, uh, genders, uh, different races were applicable in the different worlds and stuff. I mean, sometimes, you know, when you've got elves or dwarves, it's not always, not, not always the same, uh, type of thing. If it's all humans on a, in a modern earth setting, but it needs to be more than perhaps what your home game allows or is, or is used to making sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. Um, so I think we we covered quite a bit. Um, and I'm afraid that if we keep going, it, it's a topic, obviously, that we don't want to downplay at all. And that's I think you've gotten that over over the course of this episode. Um, so the, I think the, the the takeaways are just be conscious of what you say and what you do. Um, don't judge anybody um and welcome in welcome them into the hobby as if you were welcome them welcoming them into your house so that they can experience the greatness that is the role playing game hobby like you want them to sh you want them to share you want to share your experiences in the hobby with them you want them to kind of understand what it is really awesome about it and um with all of our help, we can make it where it's not a big deal. Who's playing what game? 
um, and what that person's background, whether it be gender, ethnicity, uh, religion, whatever that is. Um, sometimes we in the hobby like to poke fun at others like, Hey, LARPers or story gamers or whatever. And we can kind of make our own jokes within the hobby. Right. Um, but also keep in mind that some people may not think that's really cool either because we also get offended at how we tell people that how they're going to have fun, right? Don't tell me how I'm going to have fun. Um, don't tell me that I'm gaming wrong, right? And sometimes we do anyways because we have our opinion, we're passionate about it, uh, passionate about it or our hobby or what we believe in. But at the same time, um, the things we say we do and act may turn somebody out off of the hobby and that's not cool. No, I think, I think the, one of the only times that I would definitely say you're having bad, wrong fun. And by that, I mean, you're gaming wrong. If you are racist, sexist, and discriminatory in your game and how you game, you're doing it wrong. I, I, I really believe that. If you, when we're in these situations and you read some of the articles that have been posted, um, it costs me nothing either personally or anything else to believe the person who's being hurt, right? There are some horrible stories about things that have happened to women and other people at conventions, you know, people being assaulted, like physically assaulted. Um, there is no reason that when someone at a game table table has a serious issue and you may have to kick someone off the table or someone says, that's it. I can't, I'm, I'm done. And they walk, you know, or you may have to get up and leave the table. You know, you, we can't tolerate that shit just flat. I, I mean, if that's how you game to have fun, I, I don't get it. I just, I do not fucking get it. And I, I you're wrong. I mean, you, to be racist and sexist and discriminatory in your gaming, if you want to do that at home, then stay the fuck at home. Don't come to my game stores and do that. Do not come to my conventions and do that because that ne- that's nothing anybody else should ever have to deal with. And with that, I think we, we can wrap it up, Brett. I think we can. So uh, next week we are going to be talking about. We're going to talk about counting coup. We had uh, put push this one off for a little bit. I had uh, got a couple of reminders about it and uh, dug through my notes on it. So I'm going to dig into counting coup and other crazy stuff. So it'll, it should be a fun. It should be a good episode. So we appreciate you listening to the show as always. Uh, please hit us up via email um, or yeah, hit us up email and let us know what you think at gamingnbs at gmail.com. Go ahead. I was going to say, hit the Google Plus community. We're pretty strong now on uh, Facebook. We've got a lot of folks listening to us and checking in on us there. So uh, let us know what you think. If you've got um, thoughts on this or any other episodes we've ever had, as you guys know, we love the feedback. You guys have always been awesome with giving us constructive information, great anecdotes, really good stuff, and uh, article ideas and uh, show ideas. So, uh, keep keep it coming, guys. We we love it. Thank you. Yeah. Be be great, like you guys, like you are. You're a great fan of the show, great friend, great listener. We appreciate it. Uh, and with that, I'm one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. Be excellent to each other. <laughs>